We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Don't look now, but Baltimore's defense is starting to make believers out of some of their toughest critics. Yeah, after the crew at Good Morning Football and also ESPN Stephen A. Smith had harsh criticism for the unit last week, they gave credit to Baltimore for their Sunday night performance against the Bengals. I'm Sarah Ellison with Bobby Trossett. It's Tuesday, October 11th, and this is your Morning Ravens Vault. So Ravens safety Marcus Williams left Sunday night's game with a wrist injury, and we now know more about the severity and what it may mean for Baltimore's secondary. Plus, we'll go inside the team's snap count numbers from Sunday and share why running back J.K. Dobbins might be growing tired of his ongoing pitch count when it comes to his workload. Yeah, we have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with The Morning Vault, which is now on YouTube, where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. So about this time last week, Sarah, Ravens defensive players were heading into the team cafeteria after allowing a 17-point lead to evaporate against the Buffalo Bills. And as they looked up at the TV during breakfast, they heard things like this from Stephen A. Smith. Talking about specifically the defense of the Baltimore Ravens. You are trash. Y'all stink. Garbage. Straight garbage. Yeah, it's media analysis like that and others that led to cornerback Marlon Humphrey to say this. Cafeteria will humble you. You know, it got, you got, you know, the Good Morning Football, NFL Network, Stephen A., you know, it's something I want to do one day, so I think some guys will be mad at me one day. But Well, now, a week later, when those same defensive players look up at those cafeteria TVs, they don't have to feel so humbled. And that's because the unit held Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow and that high-flying Bengals attack to just 17 points and under 300 yards. And they were bolstered by an interception by Patrick Queen and other big plays from New Raven Jason Pierre-Paul, Marcus Peters, and Clayus Campbell. So... Instead of handing the defense a slice of humble pie this week, the folks over at Good Morning Football took a different approach this time around. 7.07 a.m. Eastern right now is a home game for them. I imagine some of the Ravens might be filing into the facility mm. to get yep. a little treatment, maybe a little breakfast, maybe even checking in from the Ravens cafeteria. 
Guys, let's all say good morning to the cafeteria. Good morning, good morning Ravens cafeteria. Good morning, everybody. Baltimore, we love you. And you know why we love you? Because I see 17 points next to the Cincinnati Bengals. You broke a five-game home, home game losing streak. And you know what? Jamar Chase did have eight touches. He had for 50 yards. Yep. That is the most explosive player who became a superstar walking over you, your logo, your defense. He didn't do it. Joe Burrow threw for 941 yards against you last year in two games. That's a record. Not tonight. They're doing shovel passes at the goal line because you guys played D and you hit people. So you've earned that breakfast burrito, whatever the hell you're eating. The Baltimore Ravens felt like they were kind of back. And I'm thrilled to hear it. Marlon, we love you. Baltimore, you're 3-2. and two. You're right where you need to be. Yeah, so you heard Kyle Brandt there give credit to the secondary for keeping star wide receiver Jamar Chase to just 50 yards on eight catches after he set the Ravens on fire in 2021. We all remember that. Now, it helped that T. Higgins had to leave the game, right? And it also helped, more importantly, to have two all-pro corners playing in Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters out there, which they didn't have last year in both games. Sarah, those two led the way. They played lights out. Yeah, and let's also not forget the game plan from defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. He went away from the usual strategy of single high man coverage and switched it up with a two high zone shell. Their 26 plays in that look was a season high. And while in it, Baltimore only allowed a mere six first downs in those plays. They forced the Bengals to look for shorter passes and then tackled well to not let a bunch of small catches go for bigger yards after those caches. And that was showcased in the fact that Burrow notched a career-low 4.0 air yards per pass. And Sarah, Burrow himself acknowledged that after the game. He told reporters, quote, there's just nothing down the field if teams are going to play us like them. Yeah, in addition to just solid stops throughout the game, the Ravens were able to get several splash plays. And Bobby, that brings me to a question for you. Now, early on Monday morning, I posted a poll to Twitter. And I want to get your vote on this before I reveal the results. It took a group effort, but if you had to choose a single play, Bobby, a single defensive play of the game, which would it be? I'm giving you three options. Patrick Queen's interception, Marcus Peters blowing up the Philly special, or Calais Campbell's huge fourth down stop. Which one do you got? Sarah, first and foremost, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for giving me a vote, being that I'm not on Twitter right now because the Twitter <laughs> gods have suspended my account. We'll have more on that, I'm sure, in a future conversation. But I'm going with Juice Man's electricity. And Sarah, I don't think it's particularly close given the three options presented. But what'd your Twitter audience have to say? Hey, they agreed with you. The fan results were 17% went to Queen, and they a lot of those people cited his play as a big momentum shifter. 22% went to Campbell, saying the fourth down stop was a difference maker in this final scoreboard. But just like you, they voted for Peters. He came in first with an overwhelming 60%. Bobby, he just brought that dog that we all love elevating his entire defense. And even John Harbaugh said afterwards that the team nominated him for the Ravens Purple Heart Award, which he was nominated for because of his play, despite dealing with that new quad injury that he sustained during the week. Yeah, more to come on that topic in quick hits later on in this episode. But Sarah, as good as all that is, the Ravens defense isn't quite out of the woods just yet. We talked about this in our post-game reaction episode Sunday night. They now got to find a way to be consistent, and they also need to prove that they can make a stop 
when John Harbaugh bets on them as he did Sunday by taking field goal points instead of going for a touchdown on fourth down. The defense let Cincy march down the field directly after that. Yeah, no doubt. And those are the next steps. But until then, hey, they did play well, and they played well enough this week for even Stephen A. Smith after he trashed him last week. Even he said they had to give him credit. And he doesn't take back the words that he said last week, but he did say the unit is showing that they can indeed play legit Ravens defense again. Take a listen. I'm going to, since I ran, I ran them through the ringer because of how awful they were, I'll give the Ravens defense credit. Yeah, you yeah, switched yeah. the zone from man. I got okay. all that, but the bottom line, I'm going to give their defense some credit. Okay, they did their job. Mm-hmm. They found a way. They found a way to remind us that maybe, indeed, they can figure out a way to play some damn defense in Baltimore, which is a crime in itself that we even had to broach that subject. I don't take back a single solitary <laughs> syllable I uttered I told about y'all. Sorry, that, behind, that they did it. That's damn right they did, yeah, right? They did. And they He's showed up, and they showed up, and they yeah. turned it around because you were trash. You weren't trash last night. Thank the good Lord, and I'm hoping that continues. Y'all should have been ashamed of your damn selves, and it's finally you stepped up for the first time in about 21 games and reminded us that indeed you can play some defense for a full 60 minutes. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Bobby, I've been following a terrible trend this season for the Ravens in which every win thus far seems to have come at the expense 
of at least one player's health. Hopefully it's not a sign of things to come, Sarah, but you're right. Baltimore lost both Jawan James and Kyle Fuller to season-ending setbacks week one. Michael Pierce, we know he went down in week three and opted for surgery that shuts him down the rest of the year. And now safety Marcus Williams has become the latest injury victim after dislocating his wrist Sunday night against Cincinnati. Yeah, he'll go on IR and then the timetable will kind of be based on what the IR number is. So I don't really want to get into the dates and times and stuff like that, but it'll be a significant amount of time. It won't be a season ender though. Well, unlike the guys you mentioned at the top, Bobby, at least this one isn't expected to sideline Williams for the rest of the way. Sarah, we also talked about this during Sunday's Instant Reaction episode. You can go check that out in the archives, number 74. Williams was this front office's big splash in free agency last offseason, and he hadn't disappointed entering Sunday night's contest with three interceptions in his first four games as a Raven. Harbaugh was asked if he was aware of the specific play that did it to Williams. I don't know exactly which play it was, but it was a, it was a, I think it's a first or second series because I just remember uh, being on the sideline and it was really bothering him early in the game and he gutted it out. I don't think he didn't really say too much about it, so I don't think anybody realized how serious it was until they got inside and took a look at it. All right, so next man up, right? That phrase is something Baltimore secondary has been forced to embrace for too often over the last year or so. For real, no lies told there, which makes me think of a tweet from press box reporter Bo Smoka that I know resonates with both of us, Sarah. Bo wrote, quote, with Marcus Williams out, John Harbaugh said the Ravens will turn to Geno Stone or Kyle Hamilton, each with different styles. Seems telling that the first round pick, and Hamilton, of course, whom DaCosta called a top five talent, isn't the automatic fill-in. But the team doesn't seem to fully trust the rookie yet, close quote. That's from Smoka. Sarah, I think Bo is on to something here. And you might remember I brought up a similar point in Sunday's post-game reaction as well. The bottom line is that when crunch time came on Sunday night and Marcus Williams was unavailable for reasons that we just detailed, the Ravens turned to former seventh-round pick Geno Stone over their 14th overall pick. Hamilton has now fallen short of logging 20 snaps in three consecutive games. Yeah, and just think about where the secondary would be had the front office granted Chuck Clark's trade request this past offseason, Bobby. While it's still super early, and it really is super early in Hamilton's career, and we will not write him off, Baltimore needs more from its first-round pick especially while Williams is sideline nursing that dislocated wrist. So coming out of Sunday's game, there were some interesting snap count trends for several players, including J.K. Dobbins, Ronnie Stanley, and Pepe Williams. Sarah, let's begin with Dobbins. What do you have? All right. Well, not surprisingly, the Ravens have kept the third year back on a pitch count since coming back from that knee injury. And the idea was to ramp him up to avoid a setback. But he actually had fewer snaps in week five against Cincy than in his first two games, Bobby. He started at 45% of the snaps in the first game back to 50% and then back down to 40% Sunday. John Harbaugh was asked about it in his Monday presser and he doesn't read too much into the trend. I thought he had his best game. You know, he looked to me, uh, told me after the game, the best you know, he's, he's getting better every week, and I thought he, he took a jump last week in practice and this week in the game. I mean, the one run for the first down to the left side was, was spectacular. You know, I was, he was hitting the backfield, right? Ended up getting the first down, what, eight or nine yard first down? Broke about five tackles. So, yeah, I just, 
can't read too much into that. I mean, you start looking into who gets how many carries, who gets how many snaps. That's not really in our thought process. We're not saying, oh, this guy's got to get so many carries. If he doesn't, you know, something's wrong. You know, you play guys in situations. Guys get a little bit tired. Some guys do certain things better. You want them out there for certain things. We got three backs up, you know. They, you know, they're all good players. So you want to use them all to some degree as much as you can. None of those guys are really special teams guys. They're not up to play special teams. You know, you just try to win the game with the guys you have and, uh, and where you're at that place in time. I mean, J.K., is just, he's going to have a great future. You know, he's a, he's a star. He's going to be a star. So take it one game at a time. Now, I get where Harbaugh is coming from, but it's clear to me that Dobbins is by far the best back on the field. And I think there should be a concentrated effort in involving him, especially late in the game. Dobbins started out with plenty of carries, and then he started to rotate out every other series. But by the end of the game, Bobby, he got one, then one, and then zero snaps on the final three offensive drives. Lamar Jackson and the offense need another weapon during that time, in my opinion, and Dobbins is one of the best that they have. Get him out there. Sarah, it's obvious. Dobbins wants to be out there, right? Like, that's not surprising. He's always wanted to be out there, maybe even before he's been ready health-wise in recent months. That's just the competitor in him and the fire that he has within. But what do you make of the series of like tweets after the game last night that went viral within Ravens Twitter? Right, and for those that don't know, he liked several tweets that advocated for him to be used more, including this one that read... Just trade J.K. Dobbins, Ravens, because it's BS the way you don't use him. Pathetic. He deserves better. Close quote. Now, listen, I don't think anyone should overreact to a liked tweet. And I really don't think he wants to be traded. I just don't think that. I think more than anything, with the tweets that he was liking, there was a trend. He just wants to be used more. And I honestly do. I appreciate that the Ravens want to protect him. But to me, he looks ready. And at the very least, at the very least, they should be ramping him up and not down. Okay, let's shift gears to Ronnie Stanley while we're at it. The Ravens also eased him into things, and I mean, Sarah, they really eased him in. At first, it looked like the coaching staff was rotating him every other drive with Patrick McCarry right off the jump, but then that only lasted for a couple drives. Stanley ultimately only played in one of the final seven offensive drives for this team. And Sarah, he appeared in a total of 13 pass blocking snaps and didn't lose a single one. That's according to Pro Football Focus. So certainly a, an encouraging return, but they are being super careful with him. Right. And as opposed to J.K. Dobbins, Stanley seems to be on board with this more limited plan. The all-pro left tackle was happy with how he felt after the game, especially after remembering the terrible outcome in his last year return in Las Vegas. And Harbaugh was asked how Stanley looked in his season debut. He played well. Yeah, Ronnie played well. And, um, you know, so did Pat. You know, they both those guys are going against Hendrickson. He's a really good player out there and high-motor guy. I wouldn't say we completely wouldn't wipe him out of the game or anything like that, but <clears throat> we definitely, uh, he didn't, he didn't. He didn't wreck the game by any stretch. So I thought those guys did a really good job. Ronnie, Ronnie was Ronnie, you know, and uh, to see that and he felt good afterwards. He was strong, uh, solid. He anchored really well. That was important with the ankle to see that. We thought he was going to do that because he did it in practice. So um, big step, big step in the right direction for Ronnie. And then just one last note, Bobby. It was a bit surprising to see the snap counts for Brennan Stevens and rookie Pepe Williams at the cornerback spot. 
it was looking like Stevens was the entrenched number three corner until Sunday night. And surprisingly, Pepe played 47 snaps to Stevens' 15. Harbaugh said the change was not because of injury. Now we're just trying to roll guys in there and give people an opportunity to play and, you know, give all our guys a chance to contribute. And I think we got a lot of good options back there, you know, and some young guys who are developing and growing. So if they can share the load a little bit, that's good for all of us. And before we jump, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with the signing that went officially official Monday afternoon. Baltimore went pen to paper with wide receiver Andy Isabella and added the 25-year-old to its practice squad as a result. Arizona's former second-round pick was released last week after three years with the Cardinals. Elsewhere, wide receiver Devin Duvernay is off to a career year as he finds himself heavily involved in Greg Roman's offense through five weeks of football. John Harbaugh commented on his development. Just kind of taking steps every week, it almost seems like still. You know, he's just, uh, in terms of... Uh, impacting games you know that's probably the difference he's really impacting games now in a big way with the return game in the past but now he's still doing the return game but uh, in the passing game he's just coming up with plays and, and running the ball and some of our read option stuff you know he's a guy who's uh you know part of the read and sometimes he gets it and sometimes he doesn't then he's in the passing game he's moving around motioning he's doing a lot of great stuff for us and finally, after working through a quad injury, as you heard earlier on in this episode, all week leading up to the Bengals game, Ravens corner Marcus Peters put his defensive stamp on Baltimore's Week 5 win and didn't miss one snap. We were happy with the number of snaps, yeah. He was kind of slowed down by a muscle thing, and uh, to get out there and do, do as well as he did was good. You know, I know he's on the bike in there, back there behind, keeping that thing warm the whole game. So we have a Purple Heart Award uh, he's in. He's been nominated for it. You know, we have for the guys that you know fight through an injury and play. So uh, he'll be in consideration for that for doing that. Thank you for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you love our show, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. We can also be reached by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And as of last month, the Ravens Vault podcast is now available on YouTube. So please consider subscribing to our channel ahead of week six. All you have to do is simply search Raven's Vault Podcast on YouTube. Yeah, that's all the time we've got today, but we will be back on Wednesday with the Raven's news you need to know. If you or someone you know is interested in advertising on our podcast, hit us up at BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And as always, thanks for listening to the Raven's Vault.